0: Well, welcome back, episode number 17 of 3 part Par. Uh, my name's Mike Curity. I'm your host. Very, very different podcast this week. We've got an on-site live podcast uh, from Cape Wickham Golf Links, which I know a lot of you have either been to or are definitely, or are definitely planning to come down to. And I'm having a quick chat here with Matt Smith, who is our head of golf operations at Cape Wickham. Malcolm, uh, Matt, welcome. Thank you very much. Cheers for having me. No, mate, really appreciate your time. Tell me a little bit about you and how you ended up. Very Bob, people listening to your accent, not close to home, working <laughs> on a golf course. I'm a,
1: as far as you can possibly get, to be fair. I'm from Manchester originally. I've yep. uh, Been in Australia for four years now. Spent three of those four years on King Island, so three quarters of my Australian experience on this remote sort of uh, living. Um, amazing down here. I actually came here just for I sort of looked at the rankings. We were number two in the number two in the country, 24th in the world. So I was like pretty good together on the, the CV and I had to look at the, the images online and it looked pretty stunning so I was only supposed to come here for sort of six months and here we are in sort of halfway through the fourth season now so uh, yeah can't get away from the place really.
0: With seasons obviously Wickham's in for anyone that's listening in the States or back in the UK or even anywhere else around the world we've had people listening in remote islands of Canada King um, Island is literally in the middle of nowhere that's yep. straight so you've found it here you have seasons so how do seasons work here?
1: So we operate from September to May. Um, The golf course actually does stay open. However, the accommodation and the restaurant will close down in June, July, August. So a lot of the staff get given three months off because it's hardly any golfers that come down here. It would be, I'd imagine, middle of July. I've not actually been here in those months, but I imagine it'll be sort of, not kind probably. of like Scottish weather, really. So uh, very traditional. Um, kind of got that link side of it as well. But yeah, it's we work September to May, then we get three months and then come back. So uh, very seasonal business. But we in the in the height of the season are, are pretty rammed. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely make up for it across the year.
0: And for people that come down busy obviously not busy like say one of the hectic courses in Melbourne. what would a normal busy busy day for people on course be
1: the busiest day we will have here is probably 100 golfers which is crazy but if you come september october sort of april may there's a high likelihood that you uh, you'll be accompanied by maybe 10 to 20 other people which you don't get that many golf courses nowadays you sort of a lot of golfers, you're waiting on each tee for, on each green for, uh, for golfers to play in front. Sometimes when you come here, you just feel like you're the only ones out there. So, Millionaire's Golf, I think we call that. So, yeah, yeah you definitely get that side to it and, and, and encourage anybody to come down and play it. It's the best golf course I've ever played and not to say that because I work it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and before this, like obviously coming over from Manchester, we, did you have a golf background or did yeah, you play golf so working golf?
1: Been in golf for ten years. Um, started just when I was at university, uh, just at my local sort of golf club. Then moved up to sort of the best golf club in the state, and then got a job at Glen Eagles, which was uh, number one golf resort in Europe. So very, very uh, happy to, to start my sort of golf career there. It's opened many doors for me. Um, I was there for for a couple of years, and then decided to come out to Australia. Um, my first job was actually at the National, which was at the yep. bottom of the Peninsula, which again. Very, very good golf course, and I've kind of just been climbing the rankings as yeah. I go, really. So
0: I won't lie to you. Glen Eagles are national, and Kate Wickham, right there. Yeah, you're not short of <laughs> good, good, good tracks there and good golf. I've done okay. Yeah. Um, and when you get your three months off, what do you do?
1: Um, go somewhere warm, really. Yeah. Um, play less golf. I play a lot of golf here. There's not much else to do. So um, this year, did a month in Vietnam, a month in Bali, oh, wow. and then went skiing in Queenstown for a month. So, okay. Can either go home or go anywhere. Really, it's 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 kind of nice having this kind of role because you get three months to do whatever you want. You can go to so many countries. You go see friends and family. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. I, I I tend to mix it up a
0: bit. <laughs> and you, obviously, you've got Wickham up here, which is. Uh, most people when they come to King Island don't realize it, so it's about 45 minutes north of Currie. Yeah, so know. we're
1: at the very north tip of the island, so literally it's just us yep. up here. We've got the, the township of Currie, which again is about 45 minutes away, yep. um, but we are the only thing at the top of the island. So yep. I think it's got a nice sort of ring to it, really. We're in the middle of nowhere and slice of golf heaven, really, if anyone's ever been here or seen it online. It is, it's truly stunning, sort of 13 or 14 holes, hugging the shoreline. I've never seen that many holes. Uh, on the ocean right on the coastline before. I think the most is probably Fairmont, St. Andrews, um, up in Scotland that had about nine or ten holes on the ocean, which I was blown away by. And then I come, come here and there's three or four holes inland. So, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Favourite hole here? Oh,
1: it's weird. So I've been here for three years and I, I still haven't picked one. There's yep. so many good holes. I rotate between... Six, nine, ten, and eighteen. Seventeen's yep. got to have a mention as well. It, it, there's so many to pick from. It's, I think that's the beauty of the golf course. Really, is there's honestly so many signature holes. It's hard to pick one. So uh, I quite enjoy asking all the golfers, oh, "What's your favorite hole?" Everyone's yeah. got a different idea. Yeah, really. So
0: I think uh, I think I've mixed up in my brain how many holes that I like. But the one thing I always come back to, and I'm lucky. Look, this has probably been I've been down. Not, this is probably my seventh or eighth trip now. Um, 16, 17, 18 uh, without exaggeration, three (laughs) of the best stretch golf holes anywhere in the world. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Incredible
1: finish, isn't it? Uh,
0: Incredible finish. And I was explaining to the boys that I'm down with on this trip 16 is a a tricky tee ball, but that second shot into 16 where you feel like you're hitting out into the middle of Victoria Cove Bay, (laughs) like every single time I'm standing over that shot, I'm petrified. I don't care if I've got a 7-iron or a pitching wedge in my hand, depending on the wind, I'm petrified every
1: time. It's difficult. I mean, the 16th it's hard enough to get your drive on the fairway, and then you know it wouldn't be as difficult uh, for the approach if they didn't put that big bunker right in the middle of the the front of the green there, which causes any problems so um, stroke next one probably that for a reason so if yeah. you played it into the wind it's uh, kind of good look really but there is plenty of op- uh, birdie opportunities out there before that so yeah. you've got to take them as they come and sometimes you've got to take a bogey which is classic links golf really so
0: absolutely I think it's probably one of those holes that just scares me every time but I love I love being scared by it if that makes sense I don't know how to describe it any <laughs> other way but a nice fair yeah <laughs> that's it and then 17 is obviously an amazing par 3 and then I think the one that most people will know is that 18 Shot over the bay um, to the fairway. How many people do you see down on the beach playing shots?
1: Quite often, actually. <laughs> um, I, I tend to go out on the front here and have a look, uh, see if anybody's down there, and check out the quality of the golf shots from the bottom there. But I mean, what an amazing finishing hole! Yeah. Got to be up there. One of the best finishing holes in the world, if not the. Yeah. It's uh, it builds really nicely with you. I feel like it gets better and better as as the round goes on. Which again, it's just it's just incredible, really. But hitting straight across the uh, the beach and. You know, the world's biggest bunker down there, and yep. I think people actually go down there just to have a try yes, and, and see that. if they can get it up. It's, it looks a lot, um, it doesn't look as steep from the top as it does the bottom, but you know, it's all part of the experience there. Uh, you've got to go and do it, so incredible. Absolutely,
0: I've made, I, I, I'm with you. I think anyone who's looking for a trip away, especially if you're living anywhere on mainland Australia, it's, it's easy to get to. We talk about people wanting to go to see Bandon Dunes and yep. those sorts of big resort courses where you can go and play, but this weekend for us so we've got two days here on KI we're here at Wickham for Ocean Dunes tomorrow and yeah. then we're hopping over to Barnboogle for two days living the life you just you're not <laughs> getting better than that and for what you're going to pay it's, it's a third of what you're going to pay to play something like absolutely. that
1: absolutely so we get a lot of of, of uh, Americans coming over trying to tick off the world top 100 we had a couple in yesterday and there was a gentleman who just played Augusta a couple of weeks ago okay. and um, he's played Pebble a number of times and, and he rated us sort of close to the world top 10 that he's played um, and he's only got about eight out of the world top 100 to go so um, yeah we get a lot of comparisons to pebble and you know it, it really does remind me of i always say if, if pebble beach and roll a kind of baby this is what it would look like okay. so uh, yeah it's got that classic traditional sort of scottish feel with the fine fescue surfaces um, and then you've got views all the way around the course as well so it's a uh, stunning place Get down here. anybody that's not been down here, I uh, yeah would highly highly recommend it.
0: No, I agree with you. I think it's um it should be top of the list for anyone, especially if you live in mainland Mel- or Melbourne or Sydney. You <coughs> it should. It, it's just such a such a close place to get to. Yeah. Um. So over and above that, obviously you play a bit of golf. What for you? What's the handicap? We're gonna ask you the tough questions first. Yeah.
1: So um, I'm normally. Do you know what? It's difficult because I'm I'm working all the time. Yep. But yeah, I'm scratch. But I've. I've got into plus two before, but I'm okay. probably closer to a two now with uh, the amount of, amount of working. I'm trying to get out there maybe three or four times a week, yep. but not playing anywhere near as much as I'd like to. But I've got, you know, a big responsibility here. I've got a huge team. And um, yeah, it's it's a small place, but it takes a lot to run it. So um trying to get out there when I can. Daylight savings are just coming, which is um, a godsend really, getting out there in the uh, sort of sunset hours, which I think is the best time to play golf, particularly around that sort of 10, 11, 12 stretch. Uh, if you're playing around there at sort of 7:30 at night with the sunset in the background, it's yeah. I tend to think it's the best time to play golf around Wickham. And for
0: you here specifically, what's the uh,
1: what's the best score? So 68, um, eight birdies on that day. Actually, I'm still spewing because the uh, the course record 66. I was six under stood on the 17th tee, shaking like a leaf. <laughs> Never had a course record before. Snap up it into the rubbish on the left. Lost it. <laughs> Made double and powered the last for a four. So amazing score, but I feel like I should have had it there. But I'll get it before I leave. 100%. <laughs> Simon Hawks, Roll Hobart, I'm coming for you.
0: The, um, <laughs> last time I see, I'm pretty sure whoever that was helping out starting that day, it wasn't yourself. I don't think. And they were telling us that Ryan Fox, who plays on the European yeah. tour, was here. Yeah, came down and absolutely pumped on onto the first green. Obviously. Yeah,
1: downwind, he uh, he hit it actually to the back left of the green. So um, <laughs> how far is that for everyone? Uh, it's a good 380 meters. Um, <laughs> but again, downwind, downwind <laughs> shots okay, not work. go a mile. Yeah, um, I just had... My longest ever recorded drive the other day on fifteen, yeah. um, downhill, downwind, four hundred and thirty yards. Whoa. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'll get one past that. But no. the, half the hole is downhill, so you can't really count yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it.
0: But the um, you probably bring up a really good thing we haven't talked about is the weather. So obviously, middle of middle of um, the Bass Strait, the weather and wind is very much part of this golf course yeah. for good and bad. Obviously, people that come down and play it are going to just cop whatever they cop. There's nothing you can do about it. Breeze-wise, is there a prevailing wind? Or yeah,
1: it- so it's northwesterly, yep. uh, and it normally lies between 25 and 35. Uh, if you get it anything under 20, you are laughing. Yep. There's a group that came here last week, 87k wins, yep. only here for the one day, had to go out. Um, ball wasn't balls weren't rolling off the greens, so it was playable. Yeah. But God, it was definitely an experience for them. You, uh,
0: you would have to keep the greens at a regulation speed. Yeah, well, yeah. So we're does.
1: actually about ten and a half. So yeah. any sort of any faster than that, like sort of the sandbelt courses, yeah, anything sort of sixty plus K wins, they'll just roll off the greens, exactly. and and then it brings all sort of difficult problems. People are only here for a day, and yeah, it's it, it's difficult. But yeah, ten and a half. But they roll. When I mean, you played it a number of times, they yep. roll absolutely pure. Um, partly because of the the traffic that we get through here, um, again, sort of your city golf course is, is pumping through hundreds. Yeah. Um, we're again sort of thirty to fifty a day on average, I'd say. So greens are pure fairways are the best part about the course. Everything sits up like a peach, and it's very well maintained. But again, the fine fescue surfaces uh, we're very lucky we've got that. It's only us in Bambooga that have got that type of surface yeah. in all of Australia. So pretty unique in that aspect, and again, it gives that. Sort of Scottish traditional sort of feel to it, which uh, I think a lot of people um, like about Wickham.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, 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 look, I don't say a lot of fairways, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I find one or two. Um, speaking, of not finding fairways, horror stories. How many? What's the most balls you've heard of anyone losing in a round? Oh, it's funny
1: actually. I've, I think the most is uh, is two dozen. Um, <laughs> but the golfers come through. They're like, how many? How many balls do you think we'll need? I'm like, oh, you better take a dozen. And they get round to thirteen at the clubhouse. they're like, yeah, we need another we need dozen. Uh, if, it's, if you hit it in the rough, it's 99% gone, yeah. uh, and there's some snakes in there as well, so yes. no ball is worth getting bitten for, so no. I just encourage Irish drop, and just play on, really. You'd be very lucky to
0: find it in a lot of the rough here. So I agree. Last yeah. time I was here, I remember walking around, it was around 10.00. And I saw someone so far up the hill in the dunes yeah. looking for a ball, and I was like, they're either mad yeah. or locals <laughs> with ultimate confidence because there's zero percent chance I'd be going in there looking yeah, for a ball. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. You can, the amount of times I've I've heard well, not well, close horror stories of people walking the rough and a snake pops up, yep. and just not worth it. No, definitely agree with that. People yeah. say they're more, uh, they're more scared of us than we are of that bark but they disagree.
0: No, they're supposed to go the other <laughs> way. But I've nearly stood on one here. I yeah. remember um, just autopilot had hit one, and it was in a, a patch that wasn't too full of rubbish, a um, bit of sandy wasteland. Yeah. And I literally went to step off the fairway, and as I was literally foot was going down, I saw the snake curled up sleeping on the oh. rock, and I, I thankfully I didn't stand on it. But I was like, it's just so automatic to just, have a quick look for your ball. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you've just got to be so careful. Yeah, have yeah. We've we've never had anyone bitten here. Uh, touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah, um, especially but, today. yeah. And the ambulance is uh, well, the hospital is forty five minutes away. Yeah. So it's gonna be a bit of a tight turnaround if anyone gets. Uh, no, I know. Here, but are. we'll we'll be okay. We have got precautions in, in place, and yeah, we've uh, we'll be fine. I'm sure.
0: Now there's only a couple of things left on uh, before I let you get back to go and do some proper work <laughs> and watch me lose a ball on on the first tee. Um, <laughs> The first thing is we've got a game that we play. I'm going to text you because obviously we're pre-recording this because it's, it's um, Saturday and, and the, the fields won't even be out for next week. Butterfield, um, Bermuda event in the PGA Tour. Yeah. So what we do is a game called Mike versus the Mug. My name's Mike. You're the Mug for this, for this event. Yeah. Basically what happens is I'm going to send you the starting list for the PGA Tour next week. Yeah. You need to give me three players you think can win. You can pick any three you like. Yeah. I'll pick three after you. I'll, I'll advise it on the podcast after, I, after we record. Any of your three beat my three. You only need one to beat them, and I'll give fifty bucks to charity. Beautiful. So you pick the charity of, of whichever one you want. Yep, and that'll go through. So for anyone listening, that will be. I'll add this on at the end of the end of the recording, so that way it'll be there. But I'll give you time to have a look at it yeah. if you want to do homework. Nick Mills was on last week. He did way more homework than I hoped. So I'm sort of giving up money, probably. One out of every three weeks at the moment, so it's I put away two and a half grand at the start of the year. Wicked. So, so that's um. Well, if
1: Hovland's in the field, um, I'll probably be picking him as one of the one spots. So well,
0: hopefully, <laughs> if Hovland's playing in in Bermuda, then yeah, I, I think it's a very good pick because yeah. uh, he would brain the moment. He's on fire at the moment. He's a, he's he's playing exceptional golf. Um, we talk a lot about stats and betting on the show. Yeah. and effectively a guy that can find his. Point, the benefit of his weakness in, in any round will then score well, right? Now yeah. that sounds basic, but Morakau puts well, he has a great event. And yeah. When Hoblin chips well, he has a great event. It's all dependent yeah. Absolutely. Sure. And he's the, the best part about Hovland at the moment is everything's peaking and his chipping's really not that bad. Yeah. And he just showed not only towards the end of the season last year in the PGA mm-hmm. Tour, Ride right, a car. Yeah. Right a car was blind. ridiculous. Yeah. Did you watch a lot of a car? <laughs> yeah, I watched it all and
1: yeah. it was just a clinic, wasn't it? You would have been loving it. Oh, though. absolutely loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it was you know, at one point in on the last day it was like, Oh, it
0: could yeah. go it could go the other way, but yeah, we we came through and yeah, up the aura we did well. <laughs> it, it was um yeah, it was too easy, I think, in the end. I think we all got a, I mean anyone outside of the States is definitely barricading for, um, for Europe. Yeah. I think we all got nervous, but that was never really bad. yeah. I think uh, I was we're most of a little bit scared.
1: We had too much of a lead. I think we uh, got it done. So uh, yeah, they played well and yeah, great team. Luke Donald did well with the picks. And stuff, he did. So.
0: He did absolutely. And um, the last thing we're going to do is the lucky seven. So seven questions for people to get to know about you and your golf. So number one question is favorite golf course you've ever played. Oof, Kate Wickham In Golf there, Links. Yeah, outside of Kate Wickham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oof, that's a tough one.
1: Um, I think it's a tie-up between Kings-Barnes and a bit of an out there one, the Queens course at Glen Eagles. There's the Queens course, the Kings course, and the PGA course, and Kings and PGA are kind of the main two. Obviously, the Ryder Cup being held in 2014 on the PGA course, but the Queens, the back seven holes of the Queens is the funnest golf you'll play. It's real quirky. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just an amazing uh, piece of golf real estate, at Glen Eagles. If, if anyone's over there and they go to St Andrews, you will have to pass Glen Eagles on the motorway to get there. Definitely stop it, even if you stop for a, a coffee or whatever, but definitely go and play around on the Queens if anybody gets, a, gets okay. a chance to go over there.
0: I like it. Um, number one on the must playlist that you haven't played before?
1: That I haven't played before. Yeah. Um I have been dying to play Tar Yes. Um, so my next three months off, that yeah. is one of the first things we're going to be doing. So uh Tarity, I've had so many people come through that have played it and, yep. they, and they just pick it up big time. So it's yes, on I, the agenda. Uh, have you been there?
0: I haven't. It was on the list to play, um, but we only found out two weeks ago that they're not letting guests on anymore. So I'm sure you've got a lot more contacts than me being, yeah. uh, running operations here, but it's still on my list. That and Tayari, just look. Yeah,
1: sense. incredible. I I heard that they've got instead of a car park, they've got a, a heli park on the front, <laughs> so uh, it speaks volumes. Yeah, it does. It talks about the people that are flying in to have a
0: hit of golf. Um, this one I I feel like I know which way you're gonna go. You can only have one. The Masters or the Open?
1: <sighs> it's a tough one, but I've got I've got to stay on my home soil British open,
0: yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it, when you when you pick the open in your brain, is it watching or is it winning? Um yeah, winning. Oh I've yeah. I've got a winning mentality, yeah. I've got to stay with it. <laughs> no, I love it. That's it but that's the thing. So for me, it's I'm I'm never gonna be that good. So yeah. always, which one am I watching? And that's about it. Uh next question. When it comes to hitting the ball, what's your preference? Is it a striped drive or a flushed iron?
1: Oof. My my um, forte is my drives. Um my strike game lets me down, so I'd like to say, yeah. Um, I get after my drive, so I like like striping one straight down the middle, for sure. But, just on a a one-iron in the bag, and striping that with a bullet round here is uh, equally as satisfying, but can you be hitting a drive over three hundred, walking up to it like, oh god, I've hit that so far. It's it's a good feeling, so I'd have to pick thing. that. I
0: reckon. I don't I don't do that too often. But <laughs> I, I carried a one iron for a long time, the Titleist one iron. It was one of the best clubs I ever had. So cool. I took it out and put the driver back in. I had the driver out for a while because I just couldn't hit it. So. <laughs> Love
1: hate relationship. Yeah, I don't know how it got there <laughs> where I was so
0: steep I couldn't hit a driver except if I hit it off the deck, but I could hit a one iron. It was yeah. quite a it was quite an interesting <laughs> two years in my golf career. Um. How do you, pin in or pin out? Pin out
1: always. I uh, experimented for about a week where I had several pots hit the pin and come out. So all depends, obviously, if the wind's yep. sort of leaning towards you, you can fly the ball out. So I'm traditional,
0: um, flag out for sure. I love the people that I'm getting on this podcast because everyone's <laughs> the same as me. They're about the pin out for sure. Um, this one here, I think you've kind of half answered before. Are you a dew sweeper or half sets and sunsets? Were you a morning golfer afternoon?
1: Oh, absolutely sunset. Yep. Um, as I say, those sort of uh, on the west side of the course there, 10, 11, 12. Um, sometimes if the course is dead and there's no one on there, I will literally just take a dozen probably V1s to the 12th green and, yep. and just chip with a speaker on It's Yeah, perfect. Absolute settings, yeah. Yep. Um, very lucky,
0: so. No, I think I agree. I've done, I've done that here myself. Um, yep. Like last uh, this year, sorry, January, I came by myself to Wickham and uh, came down just after New Year, so I was nice and quiet. Yeah, and I remember sitting. Is it ten that goes down the yeah, hill? The short absolutely, board, yeah. And I sat down there because I caught up to a group and wasn't fussed about passing. Yeah, point, yeah. And just chipped around on that green and using all the All the slopes of the bones. You get
1: really creative on that oh, green. Oh, it was so such good, good fun. So
0: so good. Um, it's just so many holes like that here where. Yeah, if you had the luxury of getting out there at any time and doing it, yeah, it's perfect. Last question: It can be something either in your golf bag or something at home—a memento or keepsake from golf that has to come with you every time. Um,
1: I have an old ball bag that my granddad gave to me. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so that stays in my uh, that stays in my golf bag. Um, and um, yeah, take it wherever. Yep. Um, I've got quite a few Cape Wickham uh <laughs> souvenirs as well. Yep. Um. I really do like the uh, the big dog head covers. Yes. Um, I'm sure you've seen them around. We uh, had him on
0: two, three episodes yeah. ago.
1: Premium leather, um, great head covers. They look like they'll last forever as yeah. well. So I've just put them on, uh, on my 3 I'm my driver. Uh, so the ball bag and the head covers, you've got to look the part, haven't you, even if no. you're not playing the, playing the the right golf. So. <laughs> well, I, I do. I think you're okay. But um, no, definitely.
0: Uh, I definitely look like I can play, but I'm, I'm scratching around. So uh, that's good. Um, I'm definitely for anyone listening. I will do some giveaways. So I'll find some stuff here to buy this afternoon, and I'll um, make sure as a part of the episode next week we give some stuff away. I'll put some something on the socials. Matt, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No um, problem at all. And yeah, I'll definitely back down soon. And hopefully, anyone else that comes down, make sure you say good day to Matt.
1: Yeah, for sure. Come down, come down and play it. As I say, um, September, October, November, April, May. If you want to come and not be interrupted or disturbed by anyone on the golf course and just feel like you're the only ones out there. We, uh, we really try and make a good experience here. And um, yeah, we've got a really good crew and we, we'll welcome you into our, our home, as we call it. So come and see us. We'll look after you. And uh, yeah, spread the word.
0: Done. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks to Matt, that was really good. Really appreciate his time there at Kate Wickham this week. Uh, this was a pre recording, so Matt and I had a chat on Saturday morning, Melbourne time, uh, when now it's Monday and uh, I'm not in King Island anymore. I'm at Barn Boogle. I just walked off the course at Boogle Run and uh, we played Lost Farm this morning and then sat down, had a little beer, watched a few people come into 18A for those of you that have played it before. Um, then we decided we get out to Boogle Run, have another look at that. Second time we've been around there. A couple of the boys haven't been here before, so it was just good to get out there in the sunshine down here while we could. Um, leaving uh, one of the best till last, so tomorrow we're off to uh, boogle Junes, and then we get to fly back to Melbourne and all we'll go back to work to try and uh, pay off our holiday. So really, really appreciate Matt for those that listened, have uh, listened this far. You know that we did pre-record, so as I said, so Matt did text through his picks for Mike versus the Mug. So his first pick is Lucas Glover. His second is Patton Kaziah, and his third is Brandon Wu. Um, so to put those into context, Patton sits right up there in my um, numbers this, year, this week, so does Brandon Wu. Um, but for me, I'm going to have to obviously pick three people different. Um, the three that I'm going to take this week are Akshay Bhatia, uh, 17th here last year, um, finished 21st at the Zozo. Brendan Todd, who's had a win here at Bermuda, And then Ben Griffin is going to be my last pick, who was third here last year. And he actually had some reasonable form at the Sanderson Farm this year, finishing second. So, for the um, Bermuda this week, it is one of those events a little bit like we've had at the Zozo. And then this week in Mexico, we don't have a lot of stroke scan data. We don't have any stroke scan data because they just don't keep it. So, realistically, it does make a little bit more difficult. It's really about just having a think about the course, having a think about what we like. and realistically what, how we think it might play. It's going to be another course that's going to be... For me, it's, I, I want someone that's going to be a little bit accurate. Um, I feel like even though it is open in some spots, you're going to be a little bit strategic because effectively the course is going to be impacted by where you put it, and then that weather's going to probably be the biggest factor that's going to hurt you because it can get pretty breezy down there. I'm looking at a stroke scan approach. I want someone that's going to be accurate. I want someone that can scramble, work well around the green. I want someone that's going to go low, so birdie or better percentage this week I've added in as well as strokes gained approach from 200 to 225 yards. Uh, when I have a look at all those numbers, some of the names at the top come up. Akshay Bhatti, as I've said, Lucas Glover, Brandon Todd, Brandon Wu, um, Homeless Mark Hubbard, Adam Scott's playing this week, uh, William McGirt, Ryan Palmer, Doug Gim, Troy Merritt, Ben Griffin, and Dylan Wu. If you do um, want the full rundown, the full sheet, we will, I will be sending it out on Wednesday, Wednesday evening at latest. Uh, so just flick me an email at um, 3 podcast at gmail.com. Um, this week's going to be a pretty big week. So we're going to have something there for the Ned Bank Golf Challenge. I know that uh, Max Homer and Justin Thomas are over there playing in South Africa. So we'll make sure there's some picks up for that. Obviously, those guys will be short. We'll try and find someone outside of those guys. Uh, we will be doing the Bermuda Butterfield Championship, as I've just talked through, the PGA Tour this week. Uh, and we'll also be looking at the Gippsland Super 6, so the Australasian event here in Victoria. Um, it'll be one of those ones that we'd like to put some picks up for. So I'll be definitely, definitely putting those up on the email. So as I said, 3podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the picks last week, look, realistically, it was a bit of a mixed bag. It was, um, didn't quite get any winners, but we got very, very close again. Um, starting with the big one, uh, Matt Kuchar was the pick that we had. We posted him at about 40-1. to one, uh, Bet fair at the same time this week. He was, it was around $80, so I backed him in around 80s. I know a few of you messaged me, at least two people messaged me, saying they'd cashed out after round three, or maybe even when he was um, six shots clear before he had his quad in round three um, and made a really tidy profit. So congratulations to you. Um, as I've talked about before, I definitely don't do this to retire. It's all for a bit of fun, so I just let it ride. Uh, Sadly, Matt could not hold on from a a rampaging um, Eric Van Royen who flew home finishing birdie, birdie, birdie while uh, Matt could only finish... uh, Sorry, no, birdie, birdie, eagle, I think he finished and then Matt could only finish pars um, and he got clipped by two or three shots there in the end. It was a good week for Matt. um, Anyone that took him, you wouldn't be disappointed. He gave you a really solid run and to be honest, I really enjoy uh, Van Royen. I think he's a great player. Um, I remember winning on him in one of the South African events a couple of years back. I think he's um, one player that I really don't mind mind watching win, even if it is meaning it's going to take a little bit of money out of my pocket. In the other event, the women's event, Mone, Mone Inami won the LPGA event. Um, again, very, very close. We had GA Shin in one of our picks. It was a very short week for the picks that we had there. A lot of the people that we had were around that 15 to 20 to 1. She finished two shots behind the leader at minus 20, but an Army won at 22 under. I didn't get to watch that, so I'm not even going to pretend that I did. Um, For those of you that are listening are well aware, if you're following on Instagram, I've been playing golf for four days. Uh, In the PGA of Queensland, the Queensland PGA event that was on, it was an amateur that, that clipped the field. So Phoenix Campbell, an amateur, very, very, very happy with himself at nine under, especially after starting with a 75. I did get to watch a little bit of the highlights here. Uh, he beat Harrison Crowe, who I know we talk about here and there. Um, he won the uh, Asia-Pacific Amateur last year and went, to them, went, went um, on uh, most people's social medias when uh, random golf club Eric had him hitting a shot from outside the, the pub over to the 18th green at St. Andrews. He finished second, did Harrison Crowe. Uh, Blake Proverbs and Dean Lawson, Laurie Flynn, Jack Putney, Nick Vokey, and our pick... David Michaluzzi, all finished tied for second. Dave Michaluzzi, again, I know I put the email out. I'd said I wasn't going to put any money on him. He was very short. He's clearly a talent. He's he's a step above these guys. He didn't bring his A game this week. He had 73 in the final round and still only lost by a shot. Um, he's a guy that we're going to be watching all year, especially when he gets his starts on the European tour. Another guy that we'll be watching how he progresses over the next year or two will be Kazuma Kaburi. I know a lot of people know him already and love him, the Kiwi. Uh, played really, really well last week at the Asia Pacific Am. Finished T9 this week at the Queensland PGA, which is an exceptional result. Um, absolutely no, no concerns about um, him having a career in golf. Realistically, guys, that's it. Um, apologies that this is going to be a short one this week, but it is very difficult to do these on the run. And um, yeah, I'm sure that there's a cold beer waiting for me after the, the round, um, not too far from now. So, really appreciate you listening. Uh, we will be putting the email out if you do want the pick, so just make sure to send, it, send us an email. Other than that, good luck and thanks for listening.